Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches through God's Word. Son of God became a man. That's different. Do you understand? John tells us that Jesus, before he was Jesus, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, was there. He was there in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. John says nothing that's been made was made without him. He, he was there. Everything was made through him. Have you ever wondered what it was like to live in biblical times alongside Jesus? Well, today, Pastor Robert is going to be sharing a message that takes us back into what it was like. He reminds us that Jesus was fully God, but also fully man that lived through all the temptations and difficulties that we face even today. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert in the book of Romans, chapter 9, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. You know, the idea of God taking the form of a man actually wasn't new to the Jewish people. You'd never know that today by the, the, the way the quite often the it's not just the Jewish mind, but just the you know, people who don't believe find it to be utterly ridiculous. I remember my mother in law when Elizabeth and I first got married thirty years ago, you know, or twenty nine, she she said, I just don't understand why God would become a man. Why would he do that? It's a great question. It's a great question. And there's an answer. But see, it wasn't a new idea for the Jewish people. The first time we have a record of it happening was when Jacob was traveling back to be reconciled to his brother Esau. It was right in the very beginning of the the Jewish nation, if you will. Jacob, traveling back to meet his brother. Genesis 32, 24 says, Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with men, but have prevailed. Then Jacob asked, saying, tell me your name, I pray. And he said, why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. Quote, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. You see, Jacob realized that God had come to him in human form. Jacob realized that God had put skin on and come to him 
to confront him. It's an interesting encounter because, you see, there God changed his name and, more importantly, changed his identity. And he went from being Jacob, which meant heel catcher because his older brother, his older twin Esau, was being born. Jacob was, was trying to pull him back, reaching out, grabbing him by the heel, trying to usurp his position in the family. But his identity was changed to Israel, meaning that from now on, he would be governed by God. Now listen, the the thing that's so fascinating to me about that is that it wasn't just a name change. It was God acknowledging an identity change. It was God acknowledging and, and, and maybe even bringing it to Jacob's attention, you're not going to be called Jacob anymore. From now on, you're Israel. From now on, you're Israel. From now on, don't think of yourself the way you used to think of yourself. Now, the appearance of God in human form in the Old Testament, it's referred to often as a Christophany, the appearance of God the Son before Jesus was born to Mary. Remember, John tells us that, you know, that contrary to what the, the modern philosophers and those who don't believe try to, try to say, there's even an article, I think it's in Time Magazine right now that refers to it, or, or maybe it's, no, 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 it's, it's some documentary that I saw on one of the streaming services, How Jesus Became God. Jesus didn't become God. The Son of God became a man. And that's different. Do you understand? John tells us that Jesus, before he was Jesus, God the Son, the second person of the Trinity, was there. He was there in the beginning. He was with God in the beginning. John says nothing that's been made was made without him. He he was there. Everything was made through him. Jesus of Nazareth is unique as the only begotten Son of God. Because, see, the angel that came, the, the, the angel of the Lord, the man who came and wrestled with Jacob, the second person of the Trinity, probably, he just came and became a man. And then he left. And he was no longer a man when he left. You with me? Jesus of Nazareth was born he went through the entire process. You know, that I'm not a biologist, so I can't explain it, but God entered Mary. And an egg was fertilized. All of a sudden, there's this tiny little thing that looks kind of like a tadpole, but it's not. It's God in the flesh. Mind-blowing to consider. And then he goes through the whole process, and he's born of that virgin, and he, he lives a life, dies a death, and then he takes that life back again. The only begotten Son of God who became a human and is still a human. And yet somehow he's also still God. Now, going back to Romans chapter 9, in verse 6, Paul continues. He says, but it's not that the word of God has taken no effect. For they are not all Israel who are of Israel. 
nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. But, quote, in Isaac your seed shall be called, end quote. And see, now he's pointing us back to the Old Testament. Verse 8, that is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as the seed. For this is the word of promise. Quote, at this time I will come and Sarah shall have a son, end quote. Not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived, and see, now we're moving down to the grandchildren. When Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children, the twin brothers, not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. Listen, not all who descended from Abraham are included in the covenant God made with Abraham. That's the point that the Apostle Paul is reminding the Jewish people and us. He's reminding us here, Abraham had a bunch of kids. Abraham had more than one son, but not every son was included in that promise, in that covenant. Now, why is that? Well, because God makes a distinction between works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. God always makes a distinction between physical effort and spiritual effort, if you will. Now, this part of Romans is a great example of why it's so important to have a working knowledge of the Old Testament. It's so important to read the book for yourself, to at least read the Old Testament and know what it says. In demonstrating here that that being Jewish isn't enough to guarantee their salvation, Paul is pointing back to the fact that Abraham had a son who wasn't part of God's covenant. Why is he doing that? Well, because they were constantly pointing to the fact we're children of Abraham. God made a promise to Abraham, we're children of Abraham. And Paul says, yeah, but you're not the only ones. You're not the only ones. Ishmael was born as a result of Abraham and Sarah's unbelief. His love is the main thing His love is the main thing Romans is one of those books that you go to if you want the foundational pieces of Christianity. It provides you with the solid backbone of what to believe as a Christian. Today, you heard just one message from a whole series in the book of Romans. As you continue listening to these teachings, you'll notice God's intent and heart in bringing salvation to every lost soul. There are some verses in the final chapter that say, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. It's remarkable when you think about it. Have you gained some great insights from today's teaching? If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, check out our podcasts page at mainthingradio.com. You can also find us on Instagram. Follow the link on our website. Again, that's mainthingradio.com. We'd love to hear from you too. If you have any questions about what you heard, or if you'd like prayer, give us a call at 305-531-2730. That's 305-531-2730. 30.
We're so glad you joined us today in the Book of Romans. Our time with you is about up, but we look forward to what God wants to teach each one of us next time. Connect with the Lord on your own and make sure to come back here for our next edition of Main Thing Radio.